Rocksaw Musecast Experience with Aaron Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine on a mission from God. It's the Rocksaw Musecast Experience. Aaron Dave, no Patrick, no Jermaine today. Jermaine's loading in, he said. He's got yeah. a sound check. Okay. A, a very important uh, concert business with Disciple tonight. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, you ought to check out his little, uh, on Instagram, it was a TikTok of, uh, you know, Disciple has a uh, bus experience. And yeah. so he was he was like, we're, we're going to have a, a truck experience, a tricord, a, a, a tricord, what truck, oh, experience. a truck experience. Yes. Okay. And, 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 and knowing Jermaine, that would be, that would be like a redneck hillbilly lifted mud bog and truck. Yeah. Well, it just, <laughs> it was, it was his truck. And as he's going through, he's like, and, and we'll, and we'll, uh, um, and he starts like tearing up a little bit. Um, like they weren't going to have uh, anything in their experience. And he's like, well, we got chips. And he holds up chips. <laughs> so if you're listening right now, go check it out. It is it is why Jermaine is so popular with the fans. Hey, you want to, uh, uh, you know, you want to, you want to totally mess with the heads of people in, uh, in Georgia. Okay. I'm sh- I'm sure. I'm sure Jermaine. Knows someone that's got a redneck hillbilly lifted mud bogging super truck, <laughs> right? Oh, I'm sure. You think we could get Jermaine to fly like, well, I'm thinking a rebel flag just to really mess with people, but not even that, just an American flag and a MAGA flag and just cruise <laughs> around town. <laughs> Maybe I'm pretty, sure, like, I'm pretty sure he'd do it. <laughs> get that Trump wig with the orange hair <laughs> and a red hat. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. And, oh like, you know what like we gotta him, do. Like you know what you gotta do. Like him in an escalade though, uh, with someone driving <laughs> and him just outside the window. Oh my yeah, gosh. there you go. You know what we gotta do is uh um we gotta get him at a Trump rally or something. Oh yes, that would be that would be hysterical with the, with the the blonde Trump wig and a red hat, <laughs> or or better yet, send him to a Biden rally. <laughs> let's, oh, let's, my. let's watch liberal heads just totally explode like scanners. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, he's, he's playing uh, tonight in front of. Uh, disciple a big opportunity to create yeah. for himself yeah well uh you know hopefully he dropped our names i doubt he did no he didn't no. text me back so i'm yeah. gonna I, i'm gonna give him uh i'm gonna give him some gosh darn about that yeah <laughs> I, I i could see kevin hey you you're on rock salt aren't you what It'd be like Peter denying us three times? <laughs> I don't know those guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you got that See, shirt on the other day in the video. What shirt? <laughs> <laughs> See that that was the golden opportunity, and I didn't know that he was going to be playing with Disciple. Otherwise, I would have totally just amped uh, uh, Jermaine up to. Uh, I really do want to get Kevin to the point where he's like, tell those guys to stop bugging me. 
Oh man, that that would be funny. But the I, other way, the, hey, You're on it's rock been, salt. No, 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 not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, this was the only shirt I could find. Those yeah. guys gave it to me. This is the first well, time I've ever worn it. <laughs> he, you'll throw like Crimson Overtone on who's playing tonight also mm-hmm. on the bus. They gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. gave it to they, me. They dared me to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he wore it or he's going to wear it for the show. I don't know. That'd be cool. All right. We got to we gotta talk to him. Oh, yeah. We got to talk to him. So. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, he's got a new uh, single out, right? Yes. Yeah. Is it just him anymore, or is there other people in this band? No, no, no. It's two other guys. There's two no, other three. guys. I'm sorry, three other guys because the the bass player uh, for Crimson Overtone, Rob, who we've yeah. had on a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. um, uh, you know, he's playing like double duty, so he's playing bass for uh, both of them. Oh wow! So all right, yeah, cool. Um, so he's got a new single. What's this? A uh, uh, new single? Oh, fix me. Fix me. Yep. Fix me. Now, th- does he have an album going at this point or is it just another single? Just I don't another wanna, single. Just, uh, yeah, I don't mean to like, just, it's just another single, but you know yeah. what I mean? It, it's yeah. not a whole album. It's a, just a single. No. Um, I, and again, only the whole idea, I guess I should say only a single. There you go. The whole idea is that I think they want to finish a whole project, um, with I think about eight songs by the end of the year. And well, so, it, uh, you know, look, they, I, they, I was able to get this thing going for around a thousand dollars. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to bet to record a song costs about that or more, you know, yeah, unless you got the, unless yeah. you got the studio in your home, but I mean, it still takes a lot of time. I mean, it's kind of like building a house by yourself. Yeah. And the 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 biggest thing the bands we talk to is is not only recording it because it, you know you can get in the studio but been finding someone that's really talented to mix and master it. Yeah, and and get put up it a little all closer to the camera there, oh, Eric, because okay. you keep fading in and out. Oh, okay. There wow. you go. Well, no, we're not, uh, we're not we're not showing this to the public anyway. Oh, we're not. Uh, okay, you know, all right. No. Okay, hidden secrets yeah. then. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Fix Me from Tricord. Here it is, Rock Salt.
Rocksoft Musecast Experience with Aaron, Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine on a mission from God. Hey, it's Aaron, Dave, and our buddy from the Word 66, Steve, uh, here on the Rocksoft Musecast Experience. And so, how you doing, Steve? I am doing great. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. I'm I'm stuck at home with beautiful weather outside, and uh, Dave's at this uh, uh, con. I'm at okay. Let me see if I can I can flip the camera around. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to do this. So but here, <laughs> let me just do this. All there right. Okay. Ah. Oh. So lots that's of people. Where I'm at. There is a good. lot of people here. SpongeBob SquarePants is here. Really? Are you going to get his autograph? Yeah, the guy who plays SpongeBob is here. Also, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a piece of wood signed by Jim Duggan. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the wrestler, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I, I'm thinking of getting Patrick a piece of wood for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Does he still wrestle? I remember he he used to be around. I, I I haven't watched wrestling in many many years, but I do remember him. No, he he doesn't wrestle anymore. He was part of the Superstars era and all that. I, he's one of the aging wrestlers. So gotcha. But Word sixty six, you got a couple of new songs out, right? Yes, well, sir. They they've been new for what like six months now, something like that. Because I know you sent us some a while back. The, the latest, the, the latest track is actually was uh, was released on January third, so it's not that old. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Time and the chosen one you released mid year, right? Twenty twenty three. Yeah, toward the end of uh, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Okay. And that one shows off the uh, softer side of the word sixty six. The new one is actually a love ballad. Yes. Yeah. Um. It's it's good. It's good. It was when I first turned it on. Uh, it wasn't what I was expecting from the word '66. <laughs> it was. It was. It was the ballad side, which I don't think we've heard from you, have we? A no. real ballad type song. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. So good stuff. Yeah. Thanks. You know, we we just that's our softer side for sure. And um, that one really came from the heart. You know, I yeah. wrote that. I wrote that song uh, uh, um, a little ways back, and it was just a time where you know I was wondering when God was going to send me that special girl because I was, you know, dating and then not dating and dating and not dating and married and not married, and so um, just one day I was pretty bummed out and I just picked up my acoustic guitar, and uh, that's where the love stuff usually comes from, right? The acoustic. I always- I, I always say, like, uh, the artist, I, and I'm, I'll use Billy Joel as an example. Uh, they made this really edgy music when they were hungry and, and you know, in need and all, whatever it was in their life, you know. And, but then, you know, Billy meets Christy Brinkley and he's got money and you get a song like Uptown Girl, which is, in my opinion, a throwaway in the catalog, you know. Uh, <laughs> You got to keep your edge. <laughs> so um, now, isn't it interesting? I always find it interesting how uh, musicians and bands, they'll come up with something, you know, six years ago and then just kind of set it aside and like, 
let it age like wine and bring it back and go, I'll do something with it now. Sounds kind of like that's what you did with this, with the chosen. Yeah. You, you write all these songs over the years and a lot of stuff kind of sits, like I said, and collects dust, you know, and you kind of forget about a lot of them too. As a matter of fact, there's probably quite a few songs that I don't even remember that I wrote. Um, and every so often, if I pick up my guitar, something will just pop into my head and I go like, oh yeah, I forgot about that song. So um, How Will I Know is not one of those. It's just something that I always wanted to record. And when we went back in the studio, I told the guys, I said, I'd really like to record this track and, and see what happens. Because uh, again, it's it's from the heart. And it's something I believe that everybody can relate to, whether it be in their lives now or there's been a time where they were single and they were just wondering when God was going to send them that special girl. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, see, I can't do that with, with what I do. I can't come up with something six years ago and then set it aside. Then, you know, I'm suddenly I'm talking about, you know, Obama era stuff you know, from the nineties. It just doesn't fit anymore, but bands, they, they, you have this way of, keeping it fresh and you know it, it some of the best stuff sometimes comes out of when it's just been set aside for a while and you come back to it and you get you're in that place in your life like you were talking about it just started coming back to you so how have uh things been for the word 66 otherwise you've been uh busy doing shows or what's going on haven't been doing a lot of shows uh we do want to uh this year go out and definitely do some touring yeah. um but yeah, um, just kind of releasing a track here and there, just so people know that we're still around and we we didn't disappear, kind of thing. Um, we are still searching for that elusive record deal. Um, we literally have eight deal offers on the table right now, but I'm not really sure that any of them, to be honest, would really um, benefit the band all that much. Yeah, you got to do what's right for you. And what's right for you isn't necessarily what's right for somebody else. But, right. Um, you you got to, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of well-intentioned people out there. And then there's some, some people that are just looking to make a buck. And you got to sift through those sort of peoples to find the gem. It's true. And there's there's a lot of places out there, too, that call themselves record labels, but they're not really record labels, so to speak. They're really promotional firms, Yeah, you know, PR firms, and they're calling themselves record labels. So they kind of trick you uh, into thinking that you're signing like a record deal, but you're really just uh, hiring a promotional company to do some promotions for you. Yeah. Well, and that might be the right thing for, for somebody as well, you know. Right. Um, we talk to so many different bands, and some bands are, are looking to, you know, uh, be the next skillet. And some bands are pretty happy, like, I'm not siding with anybody. You know, we just like doing what we do. So um, like that goes back to the what works for you as an individual, because what's right for you isn't necessarily right for somebody else. Yeah, and I think a lot of these places too, they they find bands that are in the very uh, startup stage, I believe, right. in their careers. And they 
really don't know what to do. Yeah. So they, they really need someone. So they have a record or whatever. And they go like, okay, we got this record now. What do we do with it? Kind of thing. So they don't know how to, you know, really be self starters, I guess, and, and really go out there and find out, do a lot of research and send your material out to all kinds of radio stations and podcasts like yourselves and um, management companies and labels and just try to do your own thing. So a lot of these people, they don't know what to do. So those places are perfect for a lot of those people as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, um, it's one of those people have different strengths. Some people might have that whole marketing skill and the charisma to go along with it. And they don't need somebody to help them along. And then others that, you know, they might not have those skills and, and it's much easier. It's much more beneficial to hire somebody to go be your face for you. And, and you get to be the band. What's unfortunate is it's not like what it was before streaming where you know you had the big record companies and you just worked your way up you know and one of them would hit eventually um and also kind of a right place right time seattle grunge in the 90s 80s glam and hollywood and the so um but now it's so diverse and so scattered and, and there's a million things for people to listen to how do you get somebody listening to you that's that's a hard that's a hard question to answer and there's not much money in this like you said anymore so it's kind of um so when these these firms too are asking for money a lot of us let's face it a lot of us musicians are poor <laughs> right we don't really have thousands of dollars to you're not just sitting on, around with taylor swift <laughs> right right uh, but so, you had some pretty good success with the chosen one you got over, you know, 150,000 uh, streams on Spotify. 172, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, get it right, Aaron. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> every stream counts, man. That's true. But did, how did that come about for you? I mean, did you push it real hard or it just kind of took off on its own? Uh, a little bit of both. You know, so we, we've kind of established a, a little bit of a, a following along the way from from our previous tracks. And, uh, um, of course, on our latest record, and especially on that song, we have Danny Miranda from Queen and Blue Oyster the Cult playing bass on the track oh, wow. as well. So. Oh, wow. So that would that was a that's a little bit of a, a of a thing, too, that we were happy to be able to mention the people. So I think that also helped. Um, even though the other songs also have him on those uh, those tracks as well and um, did not do as well like on Spotify and all other places. But um, I think people really liked the song. So and we did the video for it as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's it's a track that that people really liked. So um hoping that the momentum was going to keep on going with the new track. Well, it seems that way. It's got a good early start as far as streaming goes and all that. And, and it, it, it is a really good song. Thank you. You know, it, it, it does show the, as Dave said, this, the softer side, how did, 
how did that come about? I mean, you you wrote the song at a uh, a time, you know, a couple years ago or a few years ago. Uh, why now for release it? I said when we were going into the studio, um, it's always hard to choose the songs that you want to record because you've got so many to choose from and you're trying to figure out what would be best. So we, we kind of wanted to be a little diverse this time out. Um, it's great because this one review that we got, the guy kind of called it a concept record because we had uh, The Chosen One, which is pretty heavy, and Tonight is the Night, which is pretty heavy. Um, we had Just to Show My Love, which is kind of more what I would call Christian contemporary. And then we had this other one, which is a ballad. So we kind of, and the way we kind of released them, it was kind of cool because he said it's kind of seemed to him like a concept kind of record. So we kind of wanted to hit a few different markets, honestly, when we released the record. So we had the heavier stuff. We were hoping we're going to get played on, you know, your your heavy metal stations, your hard rock stations. And um, and then just to show my love and um, the ballad, How Will I Know, uh, more on the Christian contemporary side. Now, you're getting a lot of uh, spin on the airwaves, aren't you? Yes, lots. We, we actually we currently have uh, three songs charting in different places in the world right now. Wow. And so it's not just local Las Vegas, it's other places. Oh, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, there's one really big uh, Christian contemporary station out here, you know, SOS Radio, I'm sure you're familiar okay. with. Um, so I've been in contact with the uh, the, the music um, director and the program director. And as a matter of fact, I talked to him yesterday. Uh, they really like the, the tracks. And I am hoping, fingers crossed and, and praying that God will allow those songs to be put in the regular rotation. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That would be big. And then, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got stuff uh, charting in the UK and um, you know, England, UK. Uh, we just were on uh, a list number three in Spain. Wow. Uh, um, we're in Russia. Uh, we're list there. And we, there's, there's probably several places that we are. Uh, charting at the moment wow interesting hey aaron uh you want to go ahead and, and slide that in right here yes yeah, yeah. that would be great and so yeah. uh let's do well, that so uh this is the word 66 on rock salt musecast experience Just a drink The count goes on and on Endless sea of faces Expectations washed away Oh, once again 
sit and wonder Will the right one never come When she does, will I know her Will she know me Experience with Aaron, Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine on a mission from God. You guys rock. All right, rock salt newscast experience. Aaron, Dave, no Patrick, no Jermaine. Jermaine said he was going to jump on, but he's loading up today. He's yeah. got a load in at, at three, he said, or four. Yeah. So he's a little busy. A little but, sound uh, check, and uh, he's playing uh, with Disciple tonight. So, uh, oh, a great oh. opportunity for. For him to gather more fans. Very had cool. I, 
did he keep that secret for me so I wouldn't bug Kevin? I, 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 I don't know. Now I'm texting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, anyway. Steve, Steve, you said earlier that um, you guys are hoping to do some uh, tour dates, um, uh, some gigs. Uh, what's that going to look like? Is that going to be like a West Coast or just uh, in the local area? Um, all over the place. I mean, we, we don't want to go out for long periods of time. You know, we just want to do short tours. We're too old for this stuff, man. You know, we don't want to go out for, <laughs> for long periods of time. And I've got my dogs at home and stuff, too. And I got to you know, probably wind up having to to hire a dog sitter to come in and <laughs> um, and, and feed my dogs and stuff, too. And, and also check to make sure that they're not chewing up my home. <laughs> you right. know? Well, I think the last time you were on one came, uh, was on the show. And so, uh, yes. you know, they're, they're a little quieter today. Yes. I had to, I remember I had to run out a couple of times <laughs> and, uh, and, and yell at them to be quiet. So they're, they're just kind of sitting here now or just hanging out and they're, they're watching. I think they, they've been to obedience school and now they're, they're a little better. Yeah. It's not too noisy outside today. So they're, oh, okay. they're quiet. Hey guys, so, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna okay. have to get going here, Steve. It was good talking to you. Always a pleasure, Dave. And next time I'm down in uh, Vegas, we'll we'll definitely hook up. Fantastic. I would like that, man. That'd be great. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it, bud. Hey, I want to get back to the uh, song, the chosen one. How, um, you you did a video, um, uh, just. Tell our audience a little bit about that song. So Chosen One is basically about Jesus and uh, and the miracles that he performs. Um, so in the video, I play a savior and I'm, I'm driving around in a car <laughs> and I'm, I'm saving the, the, the souls that need to be saved. So there's um, there's a couple of hookers in the beginning and there's a homeless guy that's had a lot of issues in his life and there's. Uh, a couple of guys that are robbing this other guy. And basically I just kind of drive up and just give them a look and they just kind of get in my car and we take a drive and we go to a, a spot in the desert where we park. And these people just kind of line up behind me and we just start walking into the middle of nowhere. And then the car and us, we just kind of disappear, meaning that all has been saved and uh we're on our way to the kingdom of heaven that's great so um do you do you, have you watched the um the tv series the chosen you know i've sort of yes and sort of no i i haven't been able to watch too many of them because to be honest with you it's not the most exciting series okay um it kind of bores me okay so, uh, I, but I, but I keep giving it tries, you know, because right. of the subject matter and, and I want to get back to it again. And, and, you know, I keep sitting there waiting for something to happen. I'm like, okay, all right, this is okay. I'm trying. So, um, I understand there's a new season coming. Yeah. We've watched, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show, but the reason I, I brought it up is, you know, one of the times he did a miracle, and the guy, you know, like jumps on him, you know, is so happy that he he now can see or walk. I can't remember which miracle. And I guess, you know, reading the Bible, that never really came out to me. But watching it on TV and watching just the excitement and the guy jump on him and and the guy playing 
you know, portraying Jesus is laughing and, and is joyful with him. And I never even thought of that. Um, you know, that they would, you know, just go, thank you very much and, and leave. But, you know, the excitement and all that I found, uh, uh, you know, just sort of uh, new to me. It, it, it's put in a different perspective when you read the miracles that Jesus performed. Yeah, I believe that uh, it was 37, I believe. Yeah. And so. So besides the upcoming tour, what's uh, when when does uh, the word 66 get back in the studio? You know, as a matter of fact, I'm going back in hopefully sometime next week. Uh, the next track is going to be called uh, Faith is the Key. And um, I'd like to remix the track. I, I don't know. It's just I, I'm, I listen to it back and it just kind of bugs me a little bit. So there's a couple of things I'd really like to fix on it. So I'm going to probably go back in, like I said, this coming week or the week after. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'd like to remix it before a release. So probably about another month before a new track will be out. Do you master all your stuff yourself? Uh, myself? No. Okay. No, my, my producer takes care of all that stuff for me. Okay. So you have a producer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have like right. a, a major setup. You know, I just have like a little Serato in my laptop and in my bedroom <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and, I, and I just record some stuff, you know, here and there kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You ever, you, you said you wrote uh, the ballad with acoustic guitar. What do you do? You, do you do piano when you put together most of the time or acoustic guitar? I mean, um, uh, electric guitar? You know, I don't play piano, although I, I want to learn one of these days. I'd like to at least learn some basics so I can do a little bit of stuff here and there. Um, but the guitar, um, for me, when I pick up the acoustic, I, I'm more in a mellow-ish mood you know it's it's kind of like i'd say you know of course all my ballads and all my lovey-dovey kind of songs and and real feeling stuff is written on my acoustic guitar and the electric is the the bangers you know the electric the is the, stuff is the rocking stuff yeah I, I i do have this power ballad i guess you can call it that I want to record probably next time we go in the studio as well. Is is got a more of a late eighties, early nineties feel to it? You are more of uh today's kind of powered. You know, I, I don't I don't really understand how that works. Okay. You know, there's like there's people that have listened to the new track, uh, How Will I Know, and they've compared it to like, you know, winds of change from like the scorpions or something like that. And uh, which is an honor, of course, because that's a, an amazing track and the scorpions are all time greats. Um, but th it's funny because uh, there are people that are kind of relating it to the old power ballads, like from the eighties and stuff. And and to me, I listen to it and go, well, it's just a, a ballad. Uh, I don't know why you put it in that category of you know stuff from the 80s but um i don't know i i, I don't don't understand how that works but um as long as i like it that's all that matters yeah so who are some of your favorite artists now who, who's 
who do you like, you know, or listen to a lot? I listen to a ton of Christian rock. Okay. So, you know, um, mentioned Disciple earlier. Those are probably definitely one of my favorite bands. Uh, everything they write is great. So, you know, bands like that and Thousand Foot Crutch and uh, like Ashes Remain and Red and Demon Hunter, all these, all those kind of bands. Um, but I'm also a big Shinedown fan as well. Okay. So they're probably my favorite rock band. Shinedown, Godsmack, Disturbed. Um, and and if you want to go back quite a few years, uh, the Beatles are probably like my maybe my all-time favorite band, I would say. I was never into the Beatles. And, I, and really? again, maybe growing up, I listened to so much Christian music and the Beatles were played on the time and the radio and all that, that I was listening to. You know, it wasn't until I was in my 20s where I started to really listen to um, other bands. You know, um, you know, I still was like Striper, Blood Good, uh, White Cross, those bands I liked. Petra. Um, but yeah, um, um, but I really didn't uh, listen to too much Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses until I was a little bit older. Uh, and then I, you know, because of my love for that metal music, you know, they really fit with what I'm listening to. And I've had the opportunity to see some of those bands uh, in in concert. And uh, but I really, you know, it was probably a little older. And when the, you know, Beatles and a lot of people talk about um, Led Zeppelin and all that. And, and and Dave's got a lot of favorites that way. Um, he had older brothers and that we're playing that music in the car. I do as well at home and you can kind of listen to it. It's the opposite so, for me because I didn't grow up with any religion whatsoever. So I really didn't know very much about Christian bands when I was growing up. So, you know, I was listening to, you know, uh, you know, classic rock. And um, again, one of my all time favorite bands is, is gotta be Sabbath, you know, a uh, huge Sabbath fan um, and priest and Maiden and all those kind of bands. So uh, Michael Shanker. Um, so these these are bands, you know, um, Dokken. I was a big fan of Dokken. I liked Rat, you know. Um, so those were bands that I really um, followed in the beginning. And I still have a huge vinyl selection of all those bands as well. I see. Yeah, that's... Um... Uh, a buddy I uh, work with, he opened his own used record store. And so the other day I went and visited him and he's got all these records in there. And it's interesting because he says, uh, you know, a lot of people got record players for Christmas and are coming into the store and buying some of that older vinyl wow. uh, to play. Okay. It's It seems to be making a, uh, a comeback. And in fact, there's a uh, Christian label, Face Down Records, and they about everything they put out uh you know for streaming you can eventually buy in vinyl which is great yeah vinyl is cool vinyl, vinyl it, was cool it, it's kind of it was sad that it left you know um I, i'm glad to see it's coming back and like i said i've got so many uh records and 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 they're in a box or boxes <laughs> 
So I, I don't even know, uh, Aaron, if I if they even play anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I put them on the table and they'd go. <laughs> yeah, I was just out in the garage and I and I found I was looking for something and I opened a box and there is an old record player that we uh, used to own. And so I had no idea we even still had it. I, I know I have some records uh, it- for in, in case you didn't know, I. Me and my cousin did a Christian easing years ago, and all these uh, record labels would send me not only CDs, but they would send me records too if they were pressing and all that. And Very so cool. I still I still have a ton of records out there. Does that record um, player work? Did you plug it in? I, I I didn't plug it in. You know, I'll have to find uh, a, a record or two out there. I I I know we used to have some Lionel Richie. And I had uh, you. You remember the artist Randy Stonehill, right? Or he, he's still around? Yeah, yeah. Him and Amy Grant did a duet years ago, and I, I it was yellow vinyl, and I think I have that somewhere. So I have to pull those things out and uh, see if they work. Um, but it, it it's great seeing vinyl um come back, and I think most people just like buy it to collect it. But I I'm sure there's people out there, uh playing it you know when did what was the first christian uh group you ever heard you you know you became a christian and you're like wow yeah so i was um probably dc talk okay that you heard that was probably yeah so i i was getting turned on to christianity at that point in time and a friend of mine who turned me on happened to know that i was really into rock so he was like hey man you should check out some christian rock bands and i was thinking like a lot of people probably think that don't know that there's such a thing as christian rock they don't really know what to expect you know, uh, especially the heavier stuff, you know, like, like I said, your disciples and your, um, your demon hunter and all those kind of bands. So people are probably, or I know they're very surprised because I've done interviews before with uh, non-Christian podcasts and they're like, oh, we love the stuff that you're doing. And it's like so great. And it's kind of like, well, I'm, you know, I appreciate that, but I'm not the first one to do this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> believe it or not, there's other bands out there that, that have done this way 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 before me so and that's a a learning experience for them do you go to any christian music shows i mean have you gone to a lot of concerts when they're around yeah i'm not that many come through vegas but yeah when they come around yeah we Um, a a lot of them a lot of them are the christian contemporary ones um and i do listen to a lot of christian contemporary music um, as I mentioned earlier, there's that, you know, SOS radio is really popular out here. So I always put that on in the morning. Um, but yeah, I like all, all kinds of, of the Christian stuff. I like the mellower stuff and, and I like the harder stuff as well. Um, do you, uh, play at your church at all? I don't, you know, you don't. Okay. I don't do the worship band thing. You don't. Okay. Yeah, I have always, um, 
you know, we got people in the church. That, Are you going to go see Brandon Lake and some of the worship stuff? And I have always stayed away from that. You know, I, I think the the only time I went to a worship concert uh, would say was with Michael W. Smith and uh, Third Day. They, they, you know, but they also played some of their original stuff, not not just stuff from their worship albums. Right. But I, uh, um, you know, I, I always tell them, uh, if I want to worship, I'll go to church on Sunday morning and uh, <laughs> worship with my youth pastor and not, right. I mean, with the worship pastor um, at my church and with the other people in the church, uh, not pay and go to a show. But they, you know, there, there's room for that. You know, people do enjoy it. The music you know? is great. I mean, yeah. um, I, I find that when I, uh, I'll watch some of the concerts too on YouTube and they're, they just seem so mellow, you know, it's like everybody's just kind of sitting and they're just kind of, kind of watching the band kind of thing. And it's kind of like, you know, I think to myself, get up, you know, come on, man, let's, it's a concert. Let's, let's get these people moving. Let's get them, you know, let's get them rocking. But it just kind of seems like, you know, so mellow. Yeah. We just went to a Toby Mac show and that's anything but mellow. It was a lot of fun. He's got some great songs. Yes. Um, I uh, met him years ago, Toby McKeon, and uh, it was a great conversation and his his heart and passion um, for ministry and music is is phenomenal. And I I can't you know, he's uh, you know, I'm 54, turned 55 this year and he's probably close to 60 and he's still out there touring and uh being energized and all that and it's fantastic that he uh the way he performs and gets the crowd going and you know i I, and i know he's uh helping change lives and that's that's key all that uh you know uh as we wrap this up we're gonna um right after this break we're gonna play the chosen one um we did talk about that earlier how how can uh, people reach out to the Word 66 and connect? Well, you can always find us on the internet, you know, on our uh, or um, on our website, which is just uh, the word and then 66.com. Um, that'll take you to the website. And if you want to check out our, our Facebook feeds and our Twitter and our Instagram, um, it kind of varies because the word six with the numerals 66 in some places was taken. So sometimes with the word S-I-X-T-Y, S-I-X, that you might find us. But um, I'd say probably Facebook is the most current stuff that we have. Excuse me, like on our website, you know, we do posts and we do blogs, but we don't post everything on there. So like this will be all, all over the place, but like radio stations that are featuring us, um, uh, we we'll keep that up to date on Facebook. So we've always got a lot of stuff to, to post on there. Uh, we're very grateful and very humbled and very thankful that there's a lot of places out there, uh, a lot of different stations and magazines and things that do feature us um, quite often. So we do place those things on our Facebook. And as far as where you can purchase music, we're everywhere. You know, we're on your Spotify's and your Deezer's and your uh, your Pandora, of course, we're on YouTube. Um, 
we're also on um iTunes or Apple or yeah, Apple. iTunes and Apple. And you can also find us on, I just went blank that other place. What's that other one where people can purchase music? Um, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Yes. Thank oh, okay. You. <laughs> oh, what, what happened there? <laughs> I lost my, my train of thought here. Um, but but Bandcamp, all those kind of places. Uh, we do have a ton of merch that's available. Also, if you go to Christian band t-shirts, um, you can uh, find all stuff there. We have everything from from T-shirts and stickers and and tumblers and and posters and all that kind of stuff as well. That's great. And uh, you talked about going back in the studio. When is that song going to be released? When when's the target date for that? Probably looking at about another month or so. I I kind of like to let the other one do its thing, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm trying. I'm doing a lot of work to try to get it on those Christian contemporary stations, which is difficult. It's, it's really hard to do. Um, Cause that's, that's commercial radio kind of thing. And it, it's really hard to get it on there, uh, even though they don't actually do commercials because they, they stay commercial free by doing um, telethons, you know, like every, you know, whatever, every quarter or something like that. So um, so they stay commercial free, but, but again, those are stations that you get in the, your car and you turn on the radio and the music is on there. So you don't have to actually search, uh, anywhere. It's, it's not an internet station, so to speak. So, uh, they should be requesting, uh, how will I know on K-Love yes. um, to help you, help you get on SOS uh, radio, uh, K-Love yeah. air one, um, you could suggest how will I know, and, and also just to show my love is another I mean, one that we're also trying to get uh, on there as well. That's great, yeah. And so, thank you for coming on, thank you for sharing your time. It's always, I think, this is your third or fourth time being on the show, yes. and yes, it's, it is. It, it's, it's always a fun time to catch up, always. And uh, you know, when I when Dave travels to Vegas, when I travel to Vegas next, because it is a it is a good destination to vix, visit every once in a while. Uh, we'll have to, you know, see each other, see each other in person and and chat. So thank you, it. Steve. People get out there, request uh, the songs on K Love, get him on uh, commercial radio uh, that'll help him out. And then when they uh, do their little uh, tour uh, this summer, hopefully later this year, go out and support them. Um, they would appreciate that. So. And uh, here is the chosen one on the Rock Salt Musecast experience.
experience with Aaron, Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine on a mission from God. All right. Word 66, the chosen one. That's new from, right? It's new. Uh, it's I got a, that it right? was out mid-year. The, the newest one is what we played first. It's new-ish uh, then. Yes, it's new-ish. That's for sure. New-ish. Yeah. <laughs> we we haven't right. played it on Rock Salt, so it is technically a Rock Salt newest track for us. So our friend Steve Scott from Las Vegas in the Word 66, go check him out uh, on Spotify or Apple or wherever you stream music. Uh, I'm sure they're on all the platforms, right? Oh, yeah. Facebook, Instagram. I, I think I think still my favorite is his cover of uh, uh, the Norman Greenbaum song. Spirit in the Sky. Spirit in the Sky. I, was, I knew it was in the sky. <laughs> um, I was going to say people in the sky and I knew that wasn't right. Yeah. I, I still, but I love that song anyways. Yeah. So, um, you know, we decided, uh, uh, well, Saturday, this is where I was on Saturday. You saw a little bit of me, uh, earlier on, but I was at a con called Stockton con now Stockton, I guess, uh, if I had to explain it to people, stop uh, Aaron, you know how bad the crime is in Oakland? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Stockton is a, yeah, well, Stockton's a, a close runner up. Yes. Yeah, they, they're like in the minor leagues. <laughs> and Oakland's the big leagues. Yes. I'm, I'm going to move on up to Oakland. I'm working my way. <laughs> Just a few more stolen cars and I'll well, be I, there. <laughs> if I remember correctly, um, Stockton was one of the worst cities to live in. Uh, I'm gonna say a couple years ago, uh, when yeah. they do that little uh poll or whatever. And well, you've been people. you've you've lived here all your life. I've lived yes. here well, most of my life. Okay, I was gone for you know 25 30 years there, but uh, I've lived here most of my life. I don't ever remember Stockton being a nice place ever. Do you? Well, they didn't have a, the huge gang problems like the in crime problem they have now. Yeah, but that that kind of birthed out of the eighties and the whole gang problems that California was having in the eighties. Yeah, but I, I I remember up to probably the two thousands. It was a, it, I mean at least, uh, you know I would go visit. 
You know, I mean, I'd go to like yeah. a, the Stockton Ports. They had a, a single A team. Yeah, didn't fact, they, was didn't a, they was used a, to have a like a mall or something? Stockton Ports. Uh, yeah, but um, but the Stockton Ports uh still is in his existence. Don and I would take the kids uh for their July Fourth fireworks show. It was yeah. fantastic when they were there, and uh, never a problem. But now, um, I'll pass. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Newsboys and Mercy Me is playing there, and I'm like, I better be prayed up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you it, know. going to Stockton is like going to San Francisco now. You know, you gotta don't leave anything in your cars. Make sure your car is locked down. Um, and there's still a good chance that your windows will be broken out by the time you get back to your car if it's still there. Um. It's not, it's a high crime area. I don't, uh, you know, I'm sorry that people want to church it up or, you know, if you're from Stockton, uh, you know, I'm sorry if I'm trashing your city, but um, the crime's pretty bad there. And when we, uh, when we go, I'm like, okay, this is how we're doing it. We are going to uh, drive in. We're going to park. We're doing this. We're doing that. And then we're getting out. That's the plan. We're sticking to the plan. We're not wandering around the city or anything like that. Um, anyhow, yeah, so we went. We, we went to the con in San Francisco, and Gavin um, cleaned up the city. Yeah, uh, well, the, that's because know. it was right after that Chinese dude came through. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the yeah, city. Gavin, I was like, Gavin's, wow, it was all cleaned. That's Gavin's owner. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyhow, um, the. Uh, so we went to Stockton Con, and and by the way, Stockton Con, very good con. Um, I, everything I said about Stockton itself, I do not say about Stockton Con. I've been to a couple, and they're pretty good. Um, first, I I met Hacksaw Jim Duggan. All right, was he? Was, <laughs> no, no. I was thinking real quick. Was he ever WWE champion? Was he a champ uh, like you Intercontinental? Know, that is a good question. Let's uh let's see. Um, but he was very nice guy. Very nice guy. I really enjoyed talking to him. He didn't care that I didn't buy anything from him because he was uh uh selling uh blocks of wood with his signature on it for sixty dollars, Aaron. Sixty dollars. Yeah. I, I got no problem with that guy asking for $60 for a block of wood. Uh, just, uh, I'm not the guy to pay, pay it. Uh, just not, um, his finishing moves was a three point stance clothesline, um, titles at Axon Jim Duggle, <laughs> uh, wrong title. Uh, I don't know. I know he was he's in the WWE Hall of Fame though. So uh yeah. again, uh a guy who was in wrestling for years. You know, I loved watching Hacksaw as a kid, and uh I I thanked him for that. I was like, I just want to thank you, you know, for making those memories for me. I mean, that was so awesome watching you growing up and everything, and and you know, I am always cautious when i say things about when i was a kid when i was growing up because i'm old which means they're older so some people don't like that but um he was he was just very cool about everything 
And uh, then we were we were there to meet Kenny. What's that guy's name? Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny. He's the voice of uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. That's the reason we went. And uh, what a nice guy. Very funny, laughing the whole time, uh, telling stories when they were rushing him along because they had, you know, schedules and deadlines to meet. Uh, he, uh, he just ignored them. <laughs> he just ignored everybody. And when, uh, he kept signing and talking and signing and talking. He didn't even acknowledge that these people said anything to him. Um, but you know, he's done a million of these things. So he knows the routine. He's not worried, you know? Um, now was it a dude, line for SpongeBob? Was it pretty oh, good? two and a half, three hours. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the things I've said. Uh, I've, I've actually told one of the cons that they need to do, but um, I, I, anybody that's putting on a con and you got a big, you know, draw like the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. I mean, you had to know tons of people were going to be there for that. You know, I mean, little kids today were there. So, um, Take a take a, a, a I don't know what take a page out of Fan Expo's book and schedule the signings. And they broke up the big celebrities by going in blocks of people. And so you show up at the beginning and you'd pick up your ticket for the time that you're gonna go uh, have your signing or your picture. And they move you through rather quickly, but. You don't have a line that snakes around for three and a half hours. And there's some people at the very end who don't know if they're going to get anything. So um, that's the thing I would say to anybody putting on a con. Tom Kenny was was uh, very nice. He also plays Heifer. I didn't know that. You know, have you ever seen that uh, cartoon Rocco's Modern Life? No, I have not. Oh, you got to see Rocco's Modern Life. So it's a wallaby and a heifer named heifer and uh, their, their friend is a turtle and their neighbors are the big heads and they're toads. And uh, they all work for a giant corporation called conglomo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what does conglomo do? Not quite sure, but anyways, uh, so he played heifer in, in, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. So while I was in stand on line, I was like, is it too late for me to buy a picture? Because <laughs> suddenly, suddenly I'm a little more. Yeah, it's one of my favorite cartoons. Rocco's Modern Life. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, uh, Sunday, 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 we went over and saw Living Color and Extreme at the Hard Rock. So what'd you, what'd you think? Oh, man. Uh, was it Nico? Nuno or Nuno, it's, his name is Nuno Betancourt. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was amazing. Did you watch his hands on the fretboard? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, and uh, the same thing with uh, was it Corey Glover? I always get them mixed up. Corey Glover, Vernon Reed, the dude Vernon from uh, Reed. Vernon, Vernon Reed. Thing. Yeah. Uh, I always thought Vernon Reed was the lead guy. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. Um, he doesn't know my name either, so. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, I mean, did you watch the just their fingers on the fretboard? I mean, you 
even if you play guitar, I think you would have a hard time trying to match that just based on watching them. You know what I mean? They moved yeah. that fast. Yeah, I remember um, years ago, uh, we went um, backstage at the Conquer Pavilion when Striper was on there uh, to help the double tour. And Oz Fox had that um, guitar with the bullets on the face yep. and all that. Yep. And so he he was walking around with it just, you know, without sound, working, you know, tuning up and all that, you know, his fingers and all that. Yeah. And I was watching him and we were within like five feet of him. So we're watching this like we got a front row seat. And nice. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Nuno Buttoncourt, though, is a, is an amazing guitar player, isn't he? Oh, yeah. And and I, so is uh, Vernon. I, yeah. I, I It would have been great to have them both on That's, stage together. I was kind of disappointed in that. I thought yeah. Vernon should have come out for the encore. And by the way, that's the other thing that I, I throw out there is, you know, uh, all the ladies, you know, and I do too. All the ladies were there for one song. More than words. Yeah. That's all they wanted to hear. There was um, an exodus of the ladies. I would, after that song. Yeah, I would. I would put that song somewhere in the encore, not in the middle of the show, because <laughs> yeah, there was right a line of ladies right just before leaving. the encore, right yeah. before the encore. Yeah, and so, um, <laughs> uh, I I I love the sound of the new stuff, um, and the they played the hits that I wanted to hear. I mean, I my favorite album is you know. Uh, extreme two or it's pornography. It's a, it's kind of a concept album. Actually. It's about all the, um, um, it's just about like the, the growing up in the city and parents aren't around and you're just making your way as a kid and, you know, and you grow up to be this womanizing, you know, piece of garbage and, He's, if you if you listen to the whole album, it it would make sense to you. Now, uh, I'm going to ask you. You may not know this. The answer to this question: Are those last night the four original members? I believe so. Okay, I'm not 100 percent sure on the drummer, but I believe so because they were all the same age, and I was thinking that myself. I was like, you know, all I really do know in Extreme is Nuno and Gary Sharon. I don't know the other two guys. I couldn't tell you their names. Um, I, the bass player was great. He was I, a great I, bass player. I remember during the show, I I told you, I said, hey, they're background vocals, which I think is important um, yeah. in a band, was spot on. And even a couple times, they would uh, you know, sing a, a lick of a lyric you know, yeah. by themselves. Yeah. And uh, it sounded great. I think Gary's having a harder time now hitting the high notes, and there's a lot of high notes in extreme music. And um, but Nuno's voice was spot on, and that would be another suggestion that I have because you know me, I'm Mister Idea Guy. Um, let let Nuno sing those high parts that you can't hit anymore, Gary. It's okay. I, we're all getting older. I don't think anybody would fault you. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, Corey, 
said during uh, Living Color because they broke a string going into a song, and he's like, here's how you know it's live. And he could tell, you know, and the guy had to change the guitars. It happens. I mean, that's not the first time, but I, but he's right. I mean, you could tell that the show was live last night. Yeah, I like how he said, I've been waiting for him to break a, a string, and finally he did. <laughs> yeah. It was, well, I, I think we bought the tickets months ago. Uh, It was 30 bucks to sit in the seats that we are. Um, and if it's, you know, a good price like that near you, you ought to go see this show. Uh, you will be blown away. Both these bands are fantastic, uh, just like they were years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure when I saw Living Color, like I was telling you earlier, I saw them in 89 open up for the Rolling Stones, and uh, they were much more energetic and working the stage than they are now in their late fifties, you know? <laughs> yes. But, um, they still looked good. They still sounded great. I mean, what'd you think of his voice? I was, I was waiting for you to say something about his voice. Who the lead singer. Yeah. When he got what? all gospel like and everything. Yeah. I mean, he, it got, you know, as you said, it cracked a little bit. On some of the higher no, no, no. I mean, uh, uh, Vernon or oh, yeah. Ver uh, I mean, uh, no. Corey. Oh yeah, still got it. You know, yeah. Uh, still got the voice. You know, if I, I I did not see them years ago, um, I imagine they sound the same. They were yeah. great. No, yeah, I don't think they're all four of them are the original members. I don't think so either. Uh, Vernon, once a, once again, a, the bass player and the drummer, I don't know who they are. Yeah. So, and the drummer looked a little bit younger than. Yeah, than the drummer were. was younger, and and the bass player, he said that he he was in doing stuff with uh, uh, Grandmaster Flash and all that. Yes. Yep. So. And that was cool. He had a little Grandmaster Flash break, played a couple of songs. They played the MC. I was waiting, waiting MC5 to see if you or Shane knew that song. I didn't expect you to know that song, the um, Hick Out the Jams. And yeah, I, uh, it, it, there's a really good cover of that song by the Presidents of the United States of America. And it's it's that's the best version I've heard by far. Um, when, when they were, you know, I listened to their music when they were on the radio. Um, but during that time, I was listening to a lot of Christian music, and so uh, if they weren't doing a cover of uh, Petra or something like that, <laughs> then I I yeah, probably don't I the, probably don't know it. The president's cover of Petra. <laughs> yes, yes. Which song uh, would they do? <laughs> well, I. I it, you know, or any band doing a cover of anybody during that that era, I, yeah, I'm not going to know um, unless it's a, a Christian artist uh, because I was just going to basically Christian shows. Now, I, I knew Extreme because I knew someone who worked at, like, Tower Records and, and people were coming in and asking for the Extreme album and uh, they, they would warn them, hey, uh, you know that it's not all soft. It's not all more than words on on their album. I mean, they're a heavy band. You know, that's a uh, yeah, they are. 
And uh, I mean, it's very guitar heavy because I mean, honestly, I would have said last night we were going to see Nuno Betancourt and Extreme. Wouldn't you have called it his show, really? Yeah, but it seems like he likes playing with those guys. Oh, yeah. I'm not you saying know, they mean, aren't friends. And I'm not saying yeah. that at all. I'm just saying that, uh, like, when I went and saw the damn Yankees, you had uh, Ted Nugent, Jack Blades, and uh, uh, Tommy Shaw, and it was a Ted Nugent show. It's just those other guys were there. Well, it, this was really like a Nuno we Betancourt show. We went and saw John five and he was just, you know, he had a drummer and all that, but he was doing it by himself. Yeah. And I don't think, uh, Nuno likes perform. I mean, he likes those little spots. Oh, no, know, I, I get, I, I'm just saying yeah. that he seemed very in control of the night. He seemed like the leader of the band. Well, he is. There's well, no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the feeling the reason that it still exists is because of Nuno. So, yeah. uh, cause he wanted to do it anyhow, uh, the new sound from extreme is really good. Um, and then, um, yeah, well, oh, I was going to ask you about something, but it just slipped. So, well, we got back late. We got, yeah. Yeah, we're oh. both, we're both on a couple hours of sleep. Yeah. No, we're, no, we're I not, didn't, I didn't know, fall asleep. We're not young guys anymore. Here, and by the way, I did say this to Shane as we were leaving. Number one, I so hate a Sunday night show. I mean, I get it. You're on tour. I get I get it. But I so hate a Sunday night show. But if you are going to do a Sunday night show, no need to start it at 8 o'clock at night. You can you start it at 7. I don't even care. 7 o'clock. <laughs> start at 7 o'clock. Okay. okay, we were rolling out of there at eleven thirty. Yeah, and it was like, a full show. It was, yeah. It, I, Extreme I, played for two hours. Yeah, okay. I was, I was like, uh, I only pay thirty bucks. You can do an hour and fifteen. And I won't be disappointed. Yeah, I was, I was gonna be okay at an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's just because I'm old. But yeah. um, um, I'm when just I was saying thirty like something. I'm like, you yeah, two hours. You know. Wait, I, get back this, on the stage. This is one now of the I'm 55, almost 55. Like, yeah. uh, hey, hey, hour and a half. That's it. That's all you this got. is. A, this is one of those uh, know your audience moments. OK, um, it, Nuno even talked about everybody's age on stage. The average age of the crowd was about 55. That was the average age of the crowd. <laughs> and I mean, it was. Everybody that went to high school in the 80s. If you went to high school in the 80s, you were at the extreme show last night. Um, so but the the thing is, is is when you are doing it on a Sunday night and the show wraps up at 1130 and you, by the way, this casino is like an hour from civilization. <laughs> So we rolled into the house here around 12, 15 or so. I didn't get to sleep till about two. Cause you know, you can't just like walk in and go to sleep. Yeah. About one fifteen is when my uh, eyes closed. Uh, but you know, and I always loved those concerts of those people from yesteryear, like poison and all that, that you, you'd go. Um, people are still trying to wear clothes 
that they used to go see boys <laughs> in the nineties. Uh, you know, it, you know, you could just probably sit there and go, uh, you shouldn't be wearing that. <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, that was one of the things I wanted to mention about the Stockton con and we'll okay. wrap up with this. Cause it okay. was a whole, there was a whole <laughs> lot of, yeah, you shouldn't have worn that. <laughs> anywhere you shouldn't be wearing that yeah um well i'll start off light here okay i am all i am all for cosplayers if you are so into optimus prime that you build yourself this costume that maybe cost you thousands of dollars and that's what you like to do i am all for it some of these cosplayers are amazing okay and uh, most of them won't break character. <laughs> there was this dude. What, what can you explain within thirty seconds what a cosplayer is? Yeah, quickly? pick your pick your favorite uh, Star Wars uh, 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 character and dress up and act like that person. Okay, cosplay. Right. Okay, uh, a, a costume play. Okay. Um. Uh. Oh, first of all, uh, no. Furries do not qualify as costume play. <laughs> that you were at the wrong convention. Okay. There were two furries there. And it's like, no, no, wrong, inappropriate. Um, San Francisco is to the West. Well, you know, let's, but yeah, it's not far. Let's be, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. I, I don't think that that should be in a place where there's little kids around and then they're, uh, you know, they look like, you know, Disney characters. You, you get where I'm coming with this? Yeah. You know, so what, what about the other cosplayers? Yeah. I, well, I'm my, my other, the other ones. Here's my recommendation. If, uh, if you are a, uh, 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 male. I'm trying to church this up a little. If you're a male and you want to dress up as a female uh, character, that's fine. I don't care. Some of them, I've seen some at Fan Expo. I'm like, holy smokes. I never would have guessed. Okay. But, <laughs> but, shave. I think you should shave. <laughs> if you're dressing up like Spider Gwen, <laughs> you should run that razor over your face a couple of times. <laughs> and it wasn't like full on beard or nothing. It was stubble. <laughs> if you got stubble, just shave it <laughs> and put on deodorant. That's the other one. Put on deodorant. I don't know why these people don't like deodorant. Put it on. We are in, you're in a group of a lot of people. Put it on. Uh, have some respect for other people as well as yourself, I guess, is what I'm saying there. Um, also, there was there was a very nice uh, pair of young girls. I'm going to say they were 18, 19 years old, okay? And um, uh, both African-American. I have nothing bad to say about either one of these girls. Let me say that up front. Um, 
very cool costume. I don't know what they were dressed up as, but very cool costume. She had a big mallet like um, like Harley Quinn, big, huge mallet. Right. OK. And um, and she had really cool um, curly hair. OK. And. um, She was dressed like a clown. She did this really good clown makeup on her face. And like I said, they were very nice people. But every time I looked at her, all I could think of was it's Corinne Jean-Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> and I still wanted a picture because she had the same kind of hair. And she had the clown makeup. <laughs> and that's what that's what KGP looks like. So. But, oh, yeah. I was trying to think who Jean-Pierre is. Now I. Now I know. <laughs> oh yeah, she's the <laughs> worst press secretary in history. Yes, uh, it, lots of firsts in this Biden administration. <laughs> yeah, we but as the... you said, she's got a job as a clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they lose in November, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my word of advice is, um, uh, if you're going to cons and if you're going to festivals. Put on deodorant. With that, I'm going to say happy trails. Happy trails. He loves me when I'm 
right. He loves me when I'm wrong. He loves me when I waste my time by writing silly songs. He loves me when I'm quiet and I have nothing to say. He'll love me when I'm perfect if I ever get that way. Oh! Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is my friend.